welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of the Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, we're going to be talking about sex. Lovely, juicy topic today. And I've got a lovely expert to talk with around it. And her name is Lisa Hawkins. She's a dating and relationship coach. So welcome, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Me too. So before we um, get into the juicy topic of sex, we wanted to... Uh, and we discussed a little bit off air around it, talking more about consciousness and being more conscious around sex. So would you, for the benefit of the audience, Lisa, just explain what we mean by that? Well, being conscious is being aware of, of what's going on in, in your inner world and your outer world and being awake to situations that you need to attend to. And oftentimes we go unconscious and we don't even realize that we're unconscious. And sex is one of the things that as females, we sometimes go unconscious in regards to because of the conditioning that, that we've had as women throughout the centuries. And so it's about being awake to what we need to address, what's realistic, what reality is, and questioning our beliefs around it. Absolutely. And um, I just feel that most of us on the planet live a life of uh, not being conscious. In other words, we're not actually aware of our own self-talk. We're not actually aware of our behaviours and habits. We're just on autopilot most of the time, aren't we? Yes, most people are, I would say. So how did you, uh, if you can just explain for the benefit of the audience, get interested in helping people around this particular topic? with sex in general, just my own journey as a woman and sex and um, healing the past trauma of rape. I've had multiple rapes in my life. Um, I just was very, very curious about life in general and relationships and sex as part of that. So it just was a natural evolution really to start delving into sex and, and how as humans, we have our natural instincts around sex and then we have our conditioning around sex so basically it was just a deep curiosity and how did that experience I mean I can relate to this and my audience knows that I've been through the same as what you've just described in terms of sexual assault so it's uh, something I can absolutely relate to how did that impact your future relationships well, I think it began uh, early in life um, when I was taught as a young girl that uh, when I was first molested, that that's just what men do. And so that gave me an imprint that has carried out through my life. Um, so I was taught to fawn. And for those that don't know what fawning is, fawning is like it's a type of people pleasing, but not really to actually please someone. It's a safety mechanism that we do, which means that we often just... Um, don't respond uh, and we're and we're acting within um, our belief system about that what's happening is acceptable and we don't know how to respond appropriately 
And so with the fawning that I noticed that I was doing and the fact that I realized that I was, you know, a sexual target repeatedly, um, I started diving into why is this happening to me over and over again? So, so interesting because I've done the, I've been on that same journey. And uh, for those members of the audience that don't know is that we do have an automatic response that's within our own bodies to any sort of threat, whether it be that fight, flight, freeze or fawn. So this is what um, Lisa is touching on right this at this moment. So just so we get clear around, there's no... Um, uh, judgment around how we respond to that it's just um, the way we naturally respond in the moment isn't it lisa exactly there is no judgment at all it's about being curious and understanding ourselves so for you um how did that curiosity unfold in terms of how you understood what was happening in your relationships from there onwards um it's really hard to say because i was attracting abusive men um and I didn't realize that they just wanted sex and they didn't really want a relationship. And oftentimes I ended up being heartbroken whenever I come to terms with the fact that they really weren't serious about their relationship, even though in their actions and their words, it seemed that they were. So it was about me being really attuned to listening to my intuition. And it takes practice, right? And sometimes we can't do it. So we pick up and, and we go again and then we realize something the next time, you know, and it's a process of un unfolding and learning about ourselves. And do you find, I don't know that I found this, even with my guests, such as yourself, that you attract the women that have been through similar experiences to yourself in terms of who you end up working with? Yes, very true. So talking about the subject of sex then, what do you feel has been the most common issue that you've experienced or that your your um, clients have experienced that are of the main concern currently? Oh, there's a plethora of, of, of beliefs that women have around sex and men. And um, what I've come to understand is some of it isn't even detectable by our brain. It's just our nervous system, you know, not even realizing when our nervous system or our body is telling us clearly no and our actions are showing a yes. And so that was huge for me. And I noticed with a lot of women, that's true too. It's about le learning to listen to your body when it's clearly trying to communicate to you that it's a no or that you don't feel safe. Um, so that's one of the things. The other thing is, is that, you know, there's beliefs around um, we have to, for lack of a better term here, put out early on in the relationship in order to get a man or to have a relationship. And, and I've worked with women on this. It's, it's, it's a systemic belief that we're not even aware of. And there is this belief that, you know, sex on the third date, you know, and so, and, and, and that's great. If you're, if you're into it and you really want it and you know within yourself that you can handle it, that's wonderful. But if you are getting signals possibly, or you're feeling a little uneasy about it. Um, it may be time to step back and look at that belief that that you have to have sex with somebody early on in order to get a relationship. And um, yeah, I hear it all over. I hear it in, in Facebook groups. I hear it from women. Um, and I even hear it from men, you know, that, you know, you should just have sex early on. And 
we don't as society step back, although I believe that we're starting to step back and look at these beliefs, that how is that setting us up to have uh, a poor relationship with someone because you're not getting to know them and trust them before you move forward with that. It's more of a belief that sex is an animalistic type act. Mm. The separation from intimacy. I think that's just typical, I suppose, of um, the, I suppose, the mindset currently of um, everything is instant gratification these days, isn't it? Indeed, it is. And it's getting more so with that, with social media and the, and the speed at which we can focus and, you know, the lack of attention that we have on things. Uh, we've, we're becoming more and more that way. It's so sad um, because obviously uh, going back in time, and obviously we're not, not con necessarily condoning that that was any any better, but in some ways I can see, you know, when, when we look back, um, I suppose, uh, quite a few decades it, it was a case of you were properly courted as a woman, weren't you, for months, maybe sometimes even for years before the man actually got to get physical with you. And I think it's a shame to, to society that that's all gone now, really, hasn't it? It is, really, it is. And again, there's nothing wrong with having sex right off the bat. If you want to do it on the first date, there's no judgment here about that. But what I'm talking about is being conscious of yourself and what your body's telling you and to make sure you're 100% on board and that you're not doing it because of societal pressure or or for fear of not being able to get into a relationship. Yeah, because I think a, a lot of women become on the back of previous hurts people pleasers because they don't want to experience conflict or rock the boat, do they? And actually, um, that that is just setting us up for failure because it shows we have no boundaries, doesn't it? It does. It actually does. You're absolutely right. It does. And, and and a boundaryless woman sets herself up, not on purpose, this is all unconscious, um, to be used in that way. And for me in my own journey, I had to learn about the sex kitten in me that would come out when I was with a man. And it took me really a while of self-discovery and therapy to understand that that was a protective mechanism. Absolutely. I can honestly say that I was with my ex-husband, who was a great guy, by the way. You know, he, he wasn't. it wasn't an unhealthy relationship at all. But I was with him for 23 years. But in that 23 years, I knew, um, you know, having gone on my own personal development journey, that a lot of the reasons I was in that relationship was because I felt safe and secure. You know, I did feel loved by him. But also, on the other side of the coin, my heart was 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 covered in armor you know I didn't let him in and that uh -huh. could be quite cold and um you know I was confused a lot within that relationship as to why I wasn't experienced passion and um and it was because you know I was responsible <laughs> because I was trying to protect myself yeah and there's different ways that women do that sometimes they don't want sex at all sometimes they're cold and aloof and then in my case, I was taught to be a sex kitten. So that meant I just dove right into being their dream sex woman. And that was a protective mechanism also, because I got to be in charge of my sexuality because I was too frightened, rightly so, because I was with the wrong man to be vulnerable with. And that's the thing is to understand when you're actually safe to be vulnerable with a man and not just throw it out there on the silver platter and say, oh, I trust you. Let's just go for it. Mm. Um, 
that was also a protective mechanism for me to just throw it all to the wind and and not take the time to really understand how I felt with this one particular person if I wanted to open myself up in that way. And I think also a lot of women have the mindset without even realizing it that that sex equals love and it doesn't. Oh, it's certainly not from the guy. Particularly. And um, and I, this is not being um biased in any way about gender. No. Just it's just my 30 years of talking to men and women and I talk to thousands of men uh actually, you know, um most of them say that it doesn't really bother them to have sex with someone and not have any feelings for them. And I've talked to a lot of women, and this is my experience. Some women really get attached through sex, whether they want to or not. Yeah. And that's because we're, we're coming from a desperate, needy energy, aren't we? Rather than an energy of feeling confident and self-love and having those boundaries in place. It can be that way, yes. For me, I noticed, you know, that, I mean, I did go through a bit of a promiscuous phase before I met my husband. I have to say, you know, I put my hands up to that. And I can, re I, can I realize, you know, at that time that I was looking for love through sex. And um, and then, you know, I, I, I evolved a bit, worked on myself, healed myself a little bit, and then got in a relationship with my ex-husband and still wasn't in the right energy state because I, I as I said I, I did have that suit of armor locked around my heart and so though I, I did love him I, I didn't feel any great passion for him I didn't feel massively in love with him because I I was so so much in that hurt state of and healing state of just being on high alert and in recovery all the time that you don't realize you're in until you start working on yourself, do you? Yeah, that's what <clears throat> being conscious is. Because when we're unconscious, we obviously can't know we're unconscious. It's impossible, right? right? It isn't until we become awake to the fact that we're unconscious, that we're actually conscious. And so it's like not really knowing you're asleep until you wake up. And um, it's, it's not something that we do on purpose. It's but it does take practice to realize, oh, wow, I was just unconscious or, oh, wow, I just moved from default. This isn't this wasn't a conscious decision I made. You know, my subconscious took over. And so it's it's about really understanding uh, when we're moving from default, which default is the way we were conditioned to believe. Right. And that happens through society. It happens through our peers, our experiences and our upbringing, uh, whether that's parents or our caregivers. So that that that's our default. It's like a computer's programmed to do a specific thing, right? And it does that until it's directed in a different way. So we have to work with ourselves in that. And we notice when our armor's up, and then we work on that. Uh, and then we notice again. And with sex in particular, sometimes it's easy to just numb ourselves out. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, um, once you worked on yourself enough where for me you know I was able to open my heart in my next relationship and then experience that passion it was a totally different experience and um but it as I say it took me 23 years <laughs> I've been with somebody else to hit to hit to I'm not saying that that's going to be the case for everybody because hopefully people like yourself Lisa and myself can educate women to heal themselves a lot quicker with um what's available out there today, then I didn't have access to that until exactly. quite late in life. So 
And I'm not saying it's going to take anybody that's listening to this podcast 23 years to to heal themselves. And hopefully not. You know, you can do it in far, far, far less time. But like you've emphasized, Lisa, it's it's all about becoming more consciously aware of what we've been programmed to do and how we're behaving on autopilot a lot of the time. Exactly. And I can say wholeheartedly that there's no time limit on our journey. No. It happens when it happens and it may take 20, my case 30, you know, and it may happen in five. Um, but it's about loving yourself through your journey, accepting yourself through the journey. And when I say heal and, and do personal development, self-actualization, in no way uh, should someone punish themselves or use the shoulds, I should have done this, you know, because that is just going to really re-traumatize ourselves we're not being kind and understanding of ourselves and the journey that we've been through. Yeah, it's funny you should say that because I quite often say in my podcast episodes, people need to learn to stop shooting all over themselves because we do don't we a lot as well as on other people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and your journey is not only easier, but it moves in my case, I can't speak for everyone, it moves faster when we don't use those terms or beat ourselves up or think that we could have done it better than we did no i firmly believe it all all happens exactly how it's meant to happen and it unfolds exactly how it's meant to unfold and um we never stop that journey do we we're always on it there's always a another tip of the iceberg to to uncover and um learn from right throughout our whole lives yeah and sex is no different right you know it's a journey as well learning our learning to, to be in touch with our sexuality, what we really want. And so what I coach women to do is just ask for what you want. And if you have a hard time asking for your for what you want sexually, ask yourself why. And what if their response is still, I'm finding it hard to ask for what I want. <laughs> yeah, and why do we find it hard to ask for what we want? I mean, in my case, I was conditioned that you don't want sex. You have to wait on the man. You don't ask for sex. You don't initiate sex, you know, and that there's two kinds of women in my generation. That's what I was raised to believe. And so when I can't ask for what I want, I have to stop and, and really be curious about why I can't ask for what I want. And what am I afraid is going to happen if I do ask for what I want and I don't get it? True. Very, very wise questions to ask ourselves. And um, again, there's no judgment around the fact that you might have a, a you know, fear or fears coming up around asking yourself those questions. But what actually activates within us when we do start asking those important questions is we do come up with the solutions for ourselves, don't we? We do, unless we don't. And if we don't, we just keep looking, right, until it shows up. And it always does. I found, you know, um, you might not get the answer straight away, but if we keep asking those questions we and listening to um our intuition more than our head <laughs> it, we do it's still a journey for me i don't know about you i'm still finding places in my life where i didn't listen to my intuition that's true that's true or where we did think we were listening to our intuition but it actually wasn't it was our 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 monkey brain so to speak <laughs> yep so you say that that's happened to me recently yep indeed and uh yeah and you maybe thought it was your intuition and you thought, no, actually, 
that wasn't my intuition speaking, but that's where my I'll have my monkey brain to get in the way. And <laughs> that's why I had that experience, good, bad or indifferent. Yeah. So mostly what I, I hope to put out into the world around women and sex is um, to let's look at the shame that we've been conditioned to have those beliefs as women. And this spans out worldwide. In some countries, it's it's more shame than others. Um, but there's there's roots to that. And as a woman, I would hope that we would learn to be able to unshame ourselves. I think that's one of two biggest things we carry around with us as women. And shame and guilt around whatever experience we've had. You know, maybe we thought we was, I don't know, more wise enough to know better. But quite often, you know, the, the, there's no judgment here. Um, we've all made mistakes and we don't know what we don't know until we do. Exactly. And so, yeah. But, though, but it's about being gentle with yourself, asking the questions and learning to be uncomfortable for a while until you get those. And that's the thing that my journey has been about is when you just feel like inside, you just can't take it anymore. Can you just sit with yourself and allow your inner world to process what it's going through instead of getting up and trying to um, pacify it with some coping skill? Yeah. Because we can, we can use all sorts of uh, terrible uh, things to pacify and numb ourselves out of the pain, which aren't beneficial to us in the long run. And sometimes we suppress it and then we cause ourselves ill health on the back of it, can't we? Exactly. Absolutely. And one of those things is sex sometimes. One of yeah, the things. Absolutely. Men and women both sometimes use sex as a coping mechanism. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just about noticing, oh, this is what I did. I was feeling really uncomfortable and this is what I did. And there's no judgment around that whatsoever. Um, both myself and I'm sure you have, Lisa, have looked back and thought, oh my gosh, you know, and look at what those experiences are and how we might have contributed it and um, might at the time feel like, oh, need to beat myself up around that but that's the last thing we're, we're we're advocating on this podcast is to beat yourself up around it just know that it happened you maybe contributed to it but let yourself off the hook know that there was a lesson to be learned true and going back to the fact that both of us are sexual assault survivors sometimes it's best to just know that you had no control over the situation and you didn't contribute in any way um, for me, that was, that was, you know, yes, I needed to look at my beliefs and yes, I was taught unhealthy ways of, of, of being around, but at no point are you ever responsible for what someone else does in regards. Yeah. I'm glad you pointed that out. Definitely. And I wasn't actually referring to that specifically as, as being something we, we may have contributed to, but, um, certainly other things in our lives, we do beat ourselves up in think that you know maybe I should have done this maybe I should have done that don't we exactly exactly so about consciousness and sex we want to be aware of reality and the reality is there's still people out there that that have really unhealthy sexual habits we have people who are still very violent and so consciousness is about 
being realistic and being in reality. And oftentimes people confuse that for just, you know, like spiritual bypassing, like I'm just going to be positive all the time and, and none of this will happen to me again. And the reality is that you can be positive and still understand that there are people out there that have unhealed wounds and they act them out. And so part of it is being really conscious that they're there and being conscious of how you can protect yourself. Absolutely. hundred percent agree with that. So Lisa, would you share with the audience how people can connect with you? What's your best um, way for people to get in touch if they're inspired to by what we've spoke about today? Well, um, if you'd like to, you can check me out on Facebook, Lisa Hawkins Dating Relationship Coach. And from there, you can go to my website. Excellent. Well, we'll make sure we put that information in the show notes. Any final words of wisdom around the subject of being more conscious around sex in relationships, Lisa? Be true to who you are and be true to yourself as a woman. Absolutely. Love your body. Yeah, love your body, love yourself. And sometimes we can find that quite difficult, can't we, to actually look in the mirror and, and see that person staring back at us and, and think, I love that person. Exactly. I know that's what your work is about as well. Yeah. So that's the homework for today, folks. <laughs> Get used to feeling a bit uncomfortable about looking in that mirror and acknowledging that you love that, that woman, that little girl that you know so well and truly believe that she's worthy of that. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Lisa. It's been a fascinating conversation. It's been a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. So just leave me to say that uh, true love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group, Two Hearts Entwined, or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn, or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts dash entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts. <laughs>